from the Jewish race that was attacking it, that, that created the worst, most monstrous revolution ever heard of in Russia, is doing the same thing in America, did the same thing in Weimar Germany in various cities that the Germans physically put down, the soldiers coming back from World War I. Okay, those are people we need to look up to and to whom we need to look to for a moral example. Right, people that were interested like in, in improving the, their society and improving their community and improving the, the plight of white people. Uh, our, our current society isn't interested in anything like improvement or righting wrongs. We're simply interested in the here and now. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that's admirable, or <laughs> that's not something you should look up to. You look up well, to people I mean, that were interested in improvement of society, improvement of the of life, quality of life for their children and their grandchildren and their great grandchildren, etc. And they but, knew that life would only get worse if you have a left wing Jew running, say, Munich. And one would Berlin. think that they would have learned their lesson. You know, one would think no, they, that they, you they, wouldn't come back on like you know Jew ten. <laughs> well, they you know, that's turned the thing, all the way up. Yeah, they don't they don't learn though, and that's because people say it's it's really is it's just like niggers. It's biological. They do what they do because that's what they are, and they can't change. They can yeah. put on new masks, but they can't change their essential nation wrecking activity because it profits them so much. So it's not connected with how smart you are necessarily. Well, they they are not Aryans. They don't think like we do. They they can always see themselves, it's, it's not purely a lie that they really do feel like they are uniquely oppressed, even though you say, well, gee, I'm looking at the stats for money, income, and access to various power positions, and you guys seem to have it over everybody else, so what are you talking about being oppressed? You know, you, you cite these legends of your killed-off numbers of people, yet they don't track with any known documentary reality. So don't they, you they know that Holocaust is truth. documented events in the history of yeah, human it, it's nation? The best well, flip that on its head. It's the least documented event yeah. in history. The Jew says it is probably the opposite of the truth, and that's where you start your analysis. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to. As, as Forasan says, show me the gas. You know, they're talking about Elie Wiesel was brutally assaulted. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and the, the, gold, the, the golden faucets were, were pumping out fresh geysers of blood like he hadn't seen since World War II. He survived. Now, well, five what, what about Robert Forasan over in France, who's a, a holo cult? denier who's come up with the truth about the gas chamber and he was beaten within an inch of being dead and they they didn't write about the assault on him by jews in the way that this guy was written about eric hunt was written about for grabbing the arm of this this old lion kike grabbing the arm is tempted kidnapping apparently and and they claim i don't even know if he grabbed his arm maybe he just said something to him you can't trust anything a jew says and they yeah. call that Farasan guy a fascist, just like they call... They turned to violence! They call everybody a fascist, like all the... You know, they call us Nazis, they call us fascists. It's and, a reflective... Alfred don't lie, baby. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop you guys real quick and bring you back in, because Hibernian's going to call in from a landline, so... Okay, I'm going to okay. take off for the night, okay. thanks for That's fine. Alex, uh, do you want me to bring you in when Hibernian calls in? Um, I'll bring you into the conference. <laughs> well, I don't have too much more to say. You can... Uh, <laughs> okay. He, he, and you're doing a great job, by the way. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I've enjoyed Appreciate listening. I, miss, uh, I assume Hibernia has stuff he wants to talk about. Yeah. I'll listen if I have a... Uh, okay. 
if I have a question or a comment. Yeah, we'll probably I'll shut down in like half an hour or so. so anyway, I'm taping so. the show so I can upload it to one of those file hosting things or whatever because I know sometimes it takes, you know, the site a while to yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm going to try to get it up as ASAP, the uh, archives, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. Okay, okay I'll night. drop both you guys and I'll bring in a Hibernian in. Thanks for okay. calling in, Briseis and Alex. Enjoy Appreciate it. it. Thanks for hosting. Okay. Good night. Bye. All right, I'm going to bring in uh, Hibernian here. Uh, he's going to call in from a landline. I'm just going to go ahead and tell him to call. And uh, we'll see what he has to say about the conspiracy theories which evolve, which abound on the internet uh, around 9-11. And we'll see what he has to say about um, things are going on in his local area because I always like to hear what's going on around the country in the local uh, scenes because you know what you get from the mass media is biased stories of propaganda really when it comes to local events and you don't get you don't get the real story of what's really going on in different locales in different states and cities around the area. That's why the blogs are so cool, too. So, we're going to have him on in a minute. And, uh, he's going to be talking. But in the meantime, if you want to call in, uh, once we get Hibernian on, you can call and talk. Uh, just Skype me, Skype chat me. It's uh, VNN Free Talk Live is the screen name on Skype. And let me know. I've had a few messages of people, uh, new listeners to the show for Wednesday night and for Free Talk Live in general. It's just pretty cool. So there are some new listeners and people coming through. Okay, Hibernian's telling me the call won't go through. Uh, let me try again. Let me see here. Let me give him this number. This might be the right number. Alright. Apparently the call's not going through for him. I'll tell him to try again. Uh, like I said, this is my first show on Wednesday night, so I'm, I'm working on the logistics and whatnot. I'm trying to get it all down so it's as smooth and seamless as possible. And these things take time, but uh, I thank you for listening and bearing with me. Um, I'm gonna take a. I think I'm gonna take a break real quick while we try Hibernian going. Oh, here he comes. Let me accept it here. Hibernian, are you there? I am. Are oh, you are great. It came through. So it's working. I believe so. Let me check here. Yeah, it's working. You're on the air. Uh, yes, technology's great. And uh, we're utilizing the best of our ability. It takes a little getting used to. Of course, this is the first show I've done, like I said. So. Yeah, I was going to say congratulations on your inaugural broadcast. Yes, the maiden voyage. Yeah, you're doing an excellent job. I appreciate that. I'm doing the best I can. Let me turn up your mic a little. Okay. But yeah, what's what's going on? What do you want to talk about? I'm uh, just uh, just calling in to um, discuss just the general 
condition that we find ourselves as white Americans, uh, the condition we find ourselves in. Uh, commenting on your t- uh, TNB, that's a, that's a pretty funny stuff. Your blog is just great. I highly recommend everybody uh, go to your blog and check it out, especially check out the comments because uh, they are hilarious. Yeah, I've got a lot of people, um, it's pissed off niggers is what they are. They're commenting on my blog, and they're just and what's TNBing the deal with it up, really. Top in all caps. What's up with that? I don't know. There's a couple of them doing that. Um, one of their screen names is uh, what, Proud Africa or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's yeah I read that as well. He's awful proud of being a nigger. Uh, I think it's a woman, actually. I'm not sure. She said, oh. I don't know. But whatever. Anyway, it's pretty interesting. And uh, that's the one I was talking about earlier that lives in Bloomfield Hills, which is an uh, all-white, basically all-white area, um, high class, high, high property. So it's a nigger that uh, participated in white flight. Yeah. They're, they're so that following would be sort of like great flight. They're fly, following us <laughs> up out the hood and shit. Well, it, 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 it's just the uh, predator following the prey. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, you know, they might have got a little bit later, but they're they're simply just following us. In are there, are there still many white people left in Detroit at this point? No. There's um, about... Um, what would it be? Ten in one hundred are white, if that. Wow. Um, so it's basically, really, truly a chocolate city. Oh yeah, shit, man, shit. That'd be a chocolate city, just like Ray Negan be wanting this shit. But uh, chocolate city, Ray Negan's chocolate city in New Orleans is uh, what? What, what is it? Uh, Eleven murders they've had in the past month, or something like that. So, well, aren't there aren't there still like National Guard troops on the streets in New Orleans? I don't know. I didn't really. I believe there that. are. Really, National Guard troops in an American city. Think about that. We have armed troops on an American city policing it for the only reason that nigger crime is so bad, so rampant that they have to put guys with M16s and saws on the corners to keep people from just killing each other on moss. Yeah. Now, 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 that's in America. That's not Liberia. That's not in Monrovia. Yeah, that's and what we were that, talking about. Uh, yeah, that, that's in New Orleans. Yeah, that's what we were talking about in the last uh, Free Talk Live. We were talking about how, you know, you, when you drive through a black city, it's like... Uh, you know, make sure you don't get off the freeway. Don't don't get off anywhere if you have to get gas. You know, oh, you you wouldn't want to get off the freeway in in, in Atlanta or in Detroit. You know, um, that's that's how it is in Jamaica. For fuck's sake, in absolutely. Triple A should put out nigger alerts. You know, <laughs> don't don't take this exit because it's a black neighborhood and you might get Shannon Christian. Yeah, well, the niggers in Detroit are all. Um, they kind of do that to an extent because the niggers in Detroit are all upset because their insurance premiums on their car insurance are so high because driving in in Detroit is a fucking liability. Trust me, it is. It's not fun. It's like driving in a third world country. The rules of 
the roads simply <laughs> don't apply when you're in a black area, man. And if you've ever driven through a big city where it's a all black area, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, I drove through Atlanta once during the middle of rush hour, and it was probably one of the most frightening experiences of my life. Um, just, oh just God! Yeah. Putting a nigger behind the wheel of a car and then multiplying that by the thousands of them that were going down the freeway uh, was 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 just scary. <laughs> At 65 miles an hour, this nigger's they're behind the wheel, and you can just tell it, it's taking all of that 68 IQ to keep this thing going in the right direction while listening to Janet Jackson. Yeah, and and, and fucking bobbing their heads and, exactly. know, and throwing it their right. hands up in the air and shit and dancing around in their fucking car while they're driving. I wanted to I wanted to tell you about something I saw today, and I want to know since you live in Detroit if this is something you've seen because I've never seen this before. I saw a nigger today, and on his car, he had two of the spinning rims, but they were only on the left side of the vehicle. That's called layaway, motherfucker. <laughs> so he got two from the left side. He was totally tempted out, but the other side were just the stock hubcaps. Oh, I've seen that shit before. That I swear to God, they put their they put their rims on layaway and they like get one at a time out. You know, I mean, you get a pair of rims like that, they cost five thousand dollars. You know, and that's the epitome of nigger culture. Buying those that's that's just hilarious to me that they would buy two rims. Yeah. So so, so they could front on one side. Oh, you see, you see it from this side, motherfucker. My shit look good. I look tight. <laughs> we park, we park on the side of the street where we make sure you know. What I'm saying? And you know, yeah. you know that nigga does. You know he parks yeah. so that the yeah, yeah. <laughs> facing out. You know he does. Yeah, fuck yeah, he does. Why not? But uh, uh, yeah, I've never seen that before. But I have seen like uh, mismatched fucking spinners and whatnot, and all types of crazy shit in Detroit. It's it's just commonplace, but I swear to God, they have their they have their fucking rims on layaway or something. They get one at a time. I've seen that before. They'll have like two rims. It's, it's not like they just put a spare on, like they got a flat or something. They have like two different tires with different fucking rims and wheels on, it, and the other two are chromed out and shit. You know. So they're putting their rims on layaway and they're yeah. teaching their toddlers how to smoke pot. Yeah, isn't that something else, man? I saw that on YouTube, uh, and, and in the thread at uh, com, talking about uh, uh, how we put goy fire, or I'm not sure who exactly did it, but they put a, a goy fire tag on that video and put it on YouTube, and it's gotten thousands of views. Yeah. I don't know Yo, if you saw that or not. There's two different videos. Yeah, I've seen that. There's two different videos um, floating around uh, on that same thing. There's these... These niggers were, you know, smoking pot in their living room and giving it to, giving the joint to their little two-year-old uh, cousins, or bro- little brothers, wasn't it? Right, I think that's the one I saw. God, man. I, it, it follows along that same video where they had them fighting, and they were egging them on, and they like, get get that motherfucker, yeah. These kids were like... 
young, like, I don't even know if they were school age, like, if they would even be in kindergarten yet, but... What the hell is school age for a nigger? Yeah, really. <laughs> Fucking... There's no school age for these motherfuckers, and... Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing the level of degradation that's happened in America in, in just the past 10 or 20 years. Stuff that, uh, 25 years ago was just absolutely unheard of. You, you wouldn't have, you, you wouldn't have never imagined. Uh, it's commonplace now in America. Or Ameriqua, as, as we call it. Because it's not America anymore. It's certainly not the America, uh, that our forefathers envisioned. Um, you no. look at Detroit, a once great city. I mean, you live there, you, you know what, uh, what is, what has happened to it. And that's going to happen to every major metropolitan area throughout the United States, unless we do something about it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's much to do about Detroit at this point, but, um, certainly where white people are, you can at least fight it in some way. But uh, I think we have Alex back in. Can, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm here. here. Okay. Hey. Okay. Cool. I've been oh, listening. Great. Yeah. All right. Throw nice. a tent over Detroit. What's that? I'll throw a tent over it. <laughs> we used to say when we had a practice, right. practice in baseball. Yeah. Just just forget about it. And uh, I, I, I levels know. of primatic activity are high. Yes. You know what I mean? You know how they, they won't say, like, tornadoes in the weather because being middle class, they got to multiply the, syllab- the syllables right. to glorify it so they'll be like, there's tornadic activity expected in the area. <laughs> I think yeah. in Detroit, there may not be so many tornadoes, there's but there's lots of primatic activity. Primatic. That's a primatic. Um, Is it a real world? I don't know, but it fits. It, it does. There's, there's primatic activity, and it's not just the citizens, man. I mean, it's a, it's from the top down. Look at <laughs> from the diamond studded Kwame Kilpatrick, aka the big motherfucker. Kwame, man. Up in that bitch, <laughs> in How the hell did that nigger get an Irish last name? That's uh, what I want to know. That's where he. Sure, Bagora. He was owned by a fine young man from hey, County yes. Cork. <laughs> <laughs> County Fuck Cork you know. must be really proud. <laughs> What's this, uh, we have the mayor of Detroit. <laughs> I took a long sure enough he'd be picking the three bags. He'd be. Let me load up. We, the, finally, uh, we finally got the black fella in office. <laughs> <laughs> Let me load up. I got a good Kwame clip for you guys, real quick. Yeah, he's uh, from County McCork, and shit. You might find interesting. That's real black Irish there. Oh shit! Where is it? Let me find it real quick. Let me. Uh, this is Kwame. <laughs> this is a. Uh, a video of uh, Kwame's mother. Kwame McMack. Kwame's mother is actually a. Uh, I don't know. She's like she's like a, a, a councilwoman or something for, um, like the state. But she's a politician as well. So she did some like press conference at his last election where he got reelected. Um, and it's pretty fucking funny. Let me get it up real quick. And I'll play it real fast. Let's hear that shit. Ah. This thing is, uh, YouTube's like messing with me here. It won't let me log in. Interesting. But yeah, she's she's wearing a lime green suit. And, uh, she's telling people to uh, turn off their televisions and shit. Because she wants them to 
not listen to the propaganda of the local media on Kwame's scandals and his blatant misuse of uh, taxpayer funds. But it's just like any African scene. Yeah. She's, you know, just, I don't know. You see, when you bring a monkey of the type that Jim Jones was selling door-to-door to America, it doesn't become a monkey American. It remains a monkey. And this holds true for the larger monkeys, known as Negroes. Yeah. I can't, for some reason... Transportation is not alchemy. here, but anyway. posted on the VNN forum, so there for a while, if anybody saw it. It's a pretty funny video, and it's some serious TNB. I can't get it up here for some reason. You you know, and I've seen the same thing in D.C. Whenever you have a black mayor, he's always, even if this city like D.C. is like Detroit, maybe, you know, 80 to 90% white or uh, black, they're still always accusing everybody of racism and accusing Congress of paternalism because it just pays all their bills, but they don't get any uh, representative. They're just a bunch of basic mental teenagers perpetually. They never really get beyond it. They just blame everybody else for problems. Right. Uh, here we go. Let me see here. If I think I got it. Yeah, here we go. Okay, I'm going to play it real quick. Check this out. Listen to this shit. Oprah, don't lie, baby. Oprah, don't lie. Here we go. Detroit Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick makes good on his promise to write the city a check. Kilpatrick wrote a check for just under $9,000 yesterday to cover disputed expenses on his city-issued credit card. However, Detroit's Auditor General claims the mayor owes a lot more. He's supposed to meet with mayoral aides today to discuss the charges. The mayor officially kicked off his re-election campaign yesterday. His mother, Congresswoman Carolyn Cheeks Kilpatrick, vigorously defended her son's performance as mayor. He didn't just get up in here by just coming. Wow. Don't send him up in here. Don't let nobody talk about y'all, boy. Too many people have died for us. We had to fight. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he he was performing on top of her last night. Claiming cock. What do you think of that? He'd be a real, he'd be a genuine motherfucker. Oh, yeah. You know, you tell me that's not straight Africa. Oh, God. Africa Audio West. Yeah. You should check out the video. Go to, it's my YouTube channel on uh, Detroit is Crap is the YouTube channel. Um, So just check that out, and it's on there. I think it's on, like, the second page of my videos, so. (laughs) Just. Look at the way she, her movements are just apish movements, man. Like, she's, like, throwing her hands around and shit. But I like the end when she says, turn off that television, y'all. That's what we need to tell white You're people. You're talking about your boy. Yeah. They, they're all like that. They boy. all cry racism. The yeah. damn bitch set me up. It just, and these are the educated niggers. You know, the type that would right. support these themselves the like that, apes at Freaknik. Yeah, yeah, but they've been to, like, ha- hasn't Kwame Kilpatrick been to Harvard's? Yeah. Advanced School um, of Social Engineering? Something like that. He, Advanced, uh, he's got a master's degree in alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> the white man just give the nigger enough money, right. he'll turn into a human except in Oregon. Yeah, he's a nigger fucking football player. He got a scholarship. That's the only reason he made it through college. Everybody knows that. And... Oprah don't lie, baby. So. <laughs> well, that's um, an eternal truth. Yes. That's a but, home uh, truth. Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous, man. I, I can't believe I live in a. I live near a city where it, it was funny because this nigger got reelected, right? Um, and it was obvious that 
I mean, the city was doing worse off than it ever had. I mean, I don't know if you know much about Coleman Young here in Detroit, but he was like the Marion Barry yeah. of mm-hmm. Detroit. Um, yeah. He rode around in a, in a baby blue limo and had an entourage just like Kwame. But Kwame's like the reincarnation of uh, of uh, Coleman Young. And he's just as racist and just as you know, TNB-ified as Coleman Young. But these niggers keep voting him in. And the local radio show in the morning, which is run by a couple of white guys, like they, they do these... Uh, uh, like Harris polls, where they call people they, with the last name of Harris in the phone book, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they called them up, you know, in Detroit, and they were saying, "Oh, what are you going to vote for Kwame again?" And all, this. oh, fuck that guy, man. We need a we need a white man in the office. One of the niggers actually said that that they called. We need a white huh. we need a white man back in the office. But they'll say that, and then they'll, you know, when they go to the polls, they'll vote for the uh, the young nigger who just trying to trying to do his thing. He made some He, he made said some corruption, mistakes. but the young brother got to get paid. Yeah, and shit. You know what I'm saying? He, they, yeah, the they're corruption not to, to us is normal to yeah, blacks. And, and, and we're looking at, you know, the, the population of white America voting in a nigger into the presidential office. What do you, What are the chances are, do you think niggers are going to go vote a white person into office? Well, they're Fucking not going to do it. They voted Barry exactly. back in after he was caught cr- smoking crack. Yeah. And cheating on his wife. You know, the, what Bush and the neocons uh, call the soft bigotry of low expectations is nothing but biological reality. Yeah. Niggers can't be other than corrupt. No. Just they a bunch of dumb monkeys. And if you can't hear it in that woman's voice, then nothing we say will change your mind. It's self-evident that democracy is a nutty cult foisted on us. You know, the insane, warmongering, nation-wrecking, alien, parasitic minority that runs our yeah. Into the tree. They uh, they pretend like once uh, the ultimate goals of diversity are accomplished, that things will be fifty-fifty and everything will be fair, and the world will be a nice, fair place to live, and everyone will have a equal chance to succeed and be what they want. But the the truth is that they believe that um, the world will be a better place with. Uh, Blacks controlling it and Jews controlling it, and I mean that's the agenda. The average, you know, college student, of course, wouldn't admit that or might not even believe that, but that—that's the end agenda. I mean, that's the end result. Is the complete uh, uh, stripping the white man or the white white Western civilization of any ability to create a destiny for themselves, and that's the end goal. Well, yeah, they deny a priori the existence of racial, biological differences that that would be reflected in, you know, very statistical measures. Anywhere there's a disparity, it's because of racism, and anyone who says otherwise is a bigot. Tens of thousands of people from all over the country came to downtown Detroit to hear what was billed as the final public speech of former Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick greeted the outspoken leader with a hug yesterday at Ford Field. The 73-year-old Farrakhan gave up his power last year. He told the crowd that if Jesus Christ and the Prophet Muhammad were on the stage behind him, they would embrace each other with love. He then took some shots at President Bush and his administration. Set down his whole administration. All of them are liars. All of them are murderers. 
believe that Minister Farrakhan is a savior for our people in the human race throughout the earth. And hopefully that I can carry his message back and he will continue to speak. I believe he will. A bullet point. Well, there's the uh, last speech of Louis Farrakhan in Detroit, apparently, a couple weeks ago. Calypso Louis. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's what you have. I mean, Kwame Kilpatrick embraces him with a hug at the beginning of the, you know, speech. Here's a man that believes that white people are the spawn of a mad scientist named Jacob. Um, and you have the leader of the, you know, city uh, endorsing him, giving him a hug. And what would happen if David Duke came to Detroit or... You know, Alex Linder, God forbid, came to Detroit to give a speech. Huh. You think the mayor of fucking anywhere would uh, embrace him? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think I would but, embrace uh, him. We don't even believe He'd be up there back behind Linder saying, Don't you let him talk about your boy! <laughs> <laughs> I'll steal the yeah. diamond out there, yeah. bitches here. <laughs> I'll steal the, the shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be fun to give a speech and rile up the monkeys. Oh, wouldn't it? But you all have been lied to. You are not, in fact, equal to humans. <laughs> you are somewhere in between, monkey and man. It yeah. is necessary that we constrain you for your own good as well as ours. But I find it interesting that the, you know, the national media, they they kind of demonized. In the Nation of Islam first started getting like you know there were masses of the publicity, which was like twenty years ago. They they kind of demonized him as anti-Semites for a while, but they, that kind of wore off. I mean, Farrakhan came to Detroit. There were billboards all over Detroit um, owned by Viacom, which is kind of funny, that were actually promoting his uh, speech and whatnot. And he put 40,000 people in the stands, so... Uh, oh, well, yeah, I enjoy hearing him speak. I mean, I'm sure if you set him and George Bush in a room, he could come up with a better speech than George Bush. Oh, Oh God, yeah, his yeah, fuck Al Sharpton c could beat uh, George Bush in a Good debate. Point. He does. Um, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on, landed us. on us. I love that. I but, like the cadences um, of it. The funny thing is that there, you know, he's not called a racist, or he's, he's not even called uh, an extremist or anything like that in the media. It's simply he's here. He's giving a speech and. You know, here's what he had to say. He made fun of George Bush a couple times and whatnot, but um, I don't know. It just seems like they're giving the Nation of Islam a huge pass on that when they do say, you know, it's slightly anti-Semitic things, but their main deal is, is white people. So, I mean, Jeff... Well, the only, time that they, the only time the Nation of Islam ever gets really hammered, you know, is when they, go, when they say something overtly anti-Semitic. Just right. like when Jesse Jackson did his high me town yeah. thing, and he had to kiss Jew ass for the next twenty years or whatever. Um, <laughs> Jesse Jackson's bought, bought and paid for, just like every other nigger politician. Yeah, the Nation of Islam actually hates Jesse Jarrett, uh, Jesse Jarrett, Jesse Jackson in general. They they think he's a an Uncle Tom. He's Uncle Tom. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we must go from hey, the crack house to the white <laughs> house. You, you guys, you you guys know how I've said every, everything in your head is a default Judeo liberal until you specifically yank it out of out of your little brain cells, your little bee honeycomb, and examine it. Yes. One of those things that I didn't know about was uh, was uh, that Jews helped derail black nationalism back at the turn of the last century, 1900. There were 
different schools, and one of them was back to Africa. And they helped derail that so specifically that they could use the blacks to destroy white society and at the same time to destroy black society because by allowing their talented tenth to mix in with the whites, earning more money, moving out of the ghetto, they basically sacrificed the rest of it. Under segregation, blacks were making advances by every statistical measure much more rapidly than they are in the post-civil rights era, when they've yeah. fallen apart and the worst among them have bred the, the rapidest. Yeah, That's something a lot of people don't know. Thomas Sowell talks about it. He's a, he's a serious black intellectual. He's a neocon, and he's wrong about uh, Iran and the Middle East, but he's written a lot about affirmative action and race and statistics, and he's kind of an honest or mostly an honest sociologist. He's actually one of... Geez, few blacks who you can honestly say is respectable as a straight academic if he, if he hadn't been co-opted on the foreign policy front, but on the domestic stuff, he's good. He talks about affirmative action, not just here, but, say, uh, Chinese and Malaysians uh, over in Malaysia and uh, other places around the world. And he just talks about ethnic tendencies. A lot of it fits into white nationalist uh, factualism very neatly. So if you want to read up on something, uh, he wrote a lot of books in the 80s and, and even in the 90s. Uh, he's in, And uh, look yeah. him up. If you want to read stuff. A, a, something from a black that isn't slanted to a... It isn't written all caps and isn't written in a ridiculous... No, he's, a, he's a serious guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that sounds pretty... What's his, what, how do you spell the last name? Thomas Sowell. S-O-W-E-L-L. He's kind of getting old now, but he was very big in the 80s and 90s. And he was kind of trained by the same goddamn neocon Straussian Jews. But... In his field, writing about affirmative action and just ethnic and racial differences, he he plays it straight. He's honest, and he will somewhat talk about competing visions. And there's a lot that he says is true. It's not really perfect, or it's not framed exactly the way I would frame it, but or we would frame it. But of course, it's not, a, well, he discloses a, a lot of interesting facts that greatly discomfit things like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. And yeah, I like I like Farrakhan. I like a lot of what he has to say, and and the nuttiness. I mean, that just makes it the more piquant. Kind of like Pat Robertson, Herb is heading up to New York, probably to destroy it. The modern right. Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, the one thing that um, then the Herb veers to the heart of North Carolina, striking God's folk. I don't understand it. I mean, the the one thing that the Nation of Islam never does, which is something that. The, you know the white nationalist movement does is they, bl they they never blame themselves. That's one interesting difference that I've noticed. Is the, the white nationalist movement will demon you know not demonize. I don't want to use that word. It's a silly word, but they will. I mean, they'll bash the you know Shabbos Goy white politicians who who allow this shit to happen to us. Mm -hmm. But the Nation of Islam doesn't ev never uh, plays that game. I mean, I mean they will to a, a certain extent, but they they won't. They won't, you know, name names or say anything. Uh, they they simply don't uh, highlight it as much as we do, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Oh, actually, a lot of people have criticized me for not blaming uh, white traders or leads enough, and and yeah. I do blame them. But the only reason I don't focus on them as much as the Jews is that nobody's talking about the Jews, and the Jews are the main damn problem. And the rest of bitching about uh, niggers and Mexicans, whatever. You can do that all day long, you know. But it, but. That ain't the cause of the thing. Right. The white traders elites are an important part of the cause, but uh, well, there's plenty of kosher racialists and others who say, well, we allowed them to do it. You know, but the, they both deserve blame. Oh, I yes, think. but uh, blame isn't 50-50. Um, you have to no. you know, give blame 
in a larger por- proportion to a certain group because, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the <laughs> maybe, maybe we are to blame more, but we're, we're not the, we're not, like you said, we're not the cause. If it, if it wasn't no, these these Jewish jerks in the 1800s government. like Lovejoy, who supposedly yeah. my ancestor got lynched after an effective speech, wanted, they, they were all, oh, you know, we've got to treat the noble Negro and we have to be fair to them and what, and the result is East St. Louis. You know, the easy way, the soft way, is ultimately the hard and painful and hellish way. And you who think I'm making it up, go look where niggers actually live. Look at what they actually do. Are their grounds clean? No. You're never too poor to clean up your yard, unless you're a nigger. In which case, cleanliness never really rises to the level of conscious thought. Does anything rise to the level of conscious thought in a Negro? You got No, there's a little bit of instrumental thought, like, how do I get the marijuana? The white man's thinking, like, how do I get the ship into the bottle? A Negro's thinking, how do I get the marijuana into the cigar? <laughs> This technical challenge the Negro has surmounted. I personally believe awards are in order. How I rule this blunt, motherfucker. <laughs> what is that suitcase, Jefferson? All that shit. Yeah, they, they need like a science show for that, showing the niggers how to do stuff that niggers do, like rolling blunts and drinking forties and shit. <laughs> this is the best. Hey, hey, yo, yo, hey, listen up, motherfucker. This is the way you do this shit. Now you take that gram. You know what we ought to do? You roll it we ought to get change to interview the uh, inventor that's uh, the, the 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 news story on the the Negro who had in the self storage unit. He had it, it made his very own UFO based on a drawing he saw <laughs> in a science fiction yet. pulp. Yeah, <laughs> we get chain interview that. Now that would be funny. That would. Be. What was that guy's name? Elton uh, something or other. But yeah, no he. It's got like a nigger 40, UFO. It's got like forty percent rotating mass. <laughs> it's forty percent rotate, man. <laughs> it's got hey, for, a, for a nigger. If you throw a frisbee in the air, that's unidentified flying object. Look at that shit. I piece this shit together with sticks and pieces of tarp. Shit. And, uh, and I made it's a little bit of self esteem, though. See, and a blood and that's holder. what we're all about: is building self esteem into the nigger. Doesn't yeah. matter if they know how to read. Doesn't matter if they know how to write. Just as long as we build self esteem. Well, and flying saucers. Yeah, and, and and make sure you don't start up that motherfucking helicopter in the back, y'all. That should take your head off and shit. <laughs> Where white people have airbags, they have like safety brillo or safety uh, velcro on the top of their uh, <laughs> inside of their seats. <laughs> velcro pops down if you hit something and secures the negro in place. <laughs> Man, that is two words you just never want to hear in the same sentence. Nigger and helicopter. <laughs> not in the pilot seat, man. Not unless he's ever... ready to be kicked out the door. You're, you're holding him out by the ankles over the, uh, the Bay every of Bengal time, or something. <laughs> when I was in the Marine Corps, every time I got into a helicopter, the first thing everyone did was make sure they looked and make sure that it was a white pilot. <laughs> and they didn't have one of the affirmative action buttons up there, co-pilot. What's affirmative action? They did a nig check. What's that story? You <laughs> there was nothing covered? subtle about it. We we turned our heads, <laughs> not just our eyes. We did the full head check. We didn't want to make any life or death mistakes. Yeah. What what is it in the U.S.? You have to have like uh, you know military experience, and you have to have like ten you know ten thousand hours of flight experience <laughs> yeah. to become a pilot. And in, in Africa, they were like, oh yeah, you could take a community college course. Why can we become a pilot? <laughs> yeah, they're like. <laughs> You ever hear of video games? You're in yeah. there. You're in. You're on deck. In fact, your flight's taking off in five minutes. Better get ready. 
Some of the <laughs> posts on some of the threats from the war in Liberia on VNNforum.com are just hilarious. These guys are wearing wigs, and they're the weaponry they have yeah. is, is in a sad state of repair. <laughs> And, and uh, what's the one thing? Explain, explain that for people who don't get it. You you got a bunch of twelve, ten, fourteen year olds running around dressed in bridal veils because yeah. of their belief in magic, smeared with grease that they believe will stop bullets. Who are shooting each other with with a what do you call them? Uh, basically, mach- not machine guns, but uh, uh, the next step up. Assault rifles. Yeah, assault rifles. And this is Africa. This is the the. Descendants of slaves who are properly encultured Americans. You know, I, I used to mock Horowitz when I'd write him. I'd say, gee, what happened? You know, they were raised as Americans. They knew all of our culture, and yet somehow they've had 942 million governments in the last uh, 2.5 years. They, they can't seem to make anything revolution. work. Do you think maybe there's something deeper at work there? You know, and... and no. Uh, 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 no, they just... Uh, I don't know. Better administration, the niggers will stop raping little girls in stairwells. You know, that's that's what I was precisely writing him to about one time. You know, mocking him. Oh, these schools just need to be better administered. Then the, the whites and the blacks will mix. We'll have mix it up at lunch day per the SPLC. That will cure all the racial problems. That will make the irreconcilable differences mentioned by Jefferson go away. No, reality comes back. It always comes back. Yeah, here's what Chris Rock has to say about... Uh Who's more racist? Now, we got a lot of things, a lot of racism going on in the world right now. Who's more racist, black people or white people? Black people. You know why? Because we hate black people, too. <laughs> yeah! Everything white people don't like about black people, black people really don't like about black people. Amen, brother. There's some shit going on with black people right now. There's, there's like a no civil doubt war that. going on with black people. And there's two sides. So I hope they both lose. It's niggas. <laughs> <laughs> niggas have got to go. Amen. I love that. Not sitting in ports all day. Some shit they just supposed to do. A nigga will brag about some shit a normal man just 
does a nigga say some shit like, I take care of my kids. He's a pony and dumb motherfucker. It's fucking funny because it's so oh, true. Man, good. But only a nigger could get on uh, on uh, you know HBO and say shit like this. I'm gonna keep playing it. There's like a f- another like four minutes that are pretty fucking funny. Oh, he planted for a couple minutes. Yeah, I'm going to cook it. You're not supposed to go to jail, you low expectation ever, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Positively cathartic. Oh, man, positive shit. You know the worst thing about niggas? The worst thing about niggas? Niggas love to not know. Nothing make a nigga happier than not knowing the answer to your question. <laughs> Just ask a nigga a question. Anything. Hey, what's the capitalist I am? I don't know that shit. Nigga love to keep it real. Real dumb. Nigga hate them. Shit. So niggas are breaking your house? You want to save your money? Put it in your books. Niggas don't read. Just put the money in the books. Shit, books are like kryptonite to a nigga. Here's a book. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. He's ready as he is, man. Nothing is shit, man. Your kids can't fucking play nowhere. Every year the space gets smaller. Okay, you go from that corner to that corner. Oh, you go from that gate to that gate. By the time motherfuckers can't, he's just hopping in the circle, like. Eh? Yeah. Pie this shit, man. Pie, pie, pie. Be my four figure, boy. I hate a nigga. <laughs> pie this shit, man. I heard some song the other day. It's the first of the month. Niggas are singing welfare carols. <laughs> On the first day of welfare, my true luck ain't to be. I wish you a man welfare in a happy food stand. <laughs> the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Now, they got some shit they're trying to get rid of welfare. You know, every time you see welfare, they always show black people. Black people don't give a fuck about welfare. Niggas are shaking in their boots. <laughs> oh, they gonna take our shit. Shit, a black man that got two jobs, going to work every day, hacks a nigga on welfare, like, they get a job. I got two, you can't get one? <laughs> it ain't us, it's the media. The media has distorted our image to make us look bad. Why must you come down on life like that, brother? It ain't us, it's the media. Please cut the fucking shit, okay? 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 When I go to the money machine tonight, right? I ain't looking over my back for the media. I'm looking for the niggas. The niggas are talking. They know it. Yeah. They know it. That's a gold tooth tooth. Shit. Ted Cobble ain't never took shit from me. <laughs> niggas have. So you think I got three guns in my house because the media outside? <laughs> oh shit, Mike Wallace, run! <laughs> Fuck out of here, man! Tired of this shit. Tired, tired, tired of this shit. Man. I 
I don't know. I need to go back to school. That's what I need to do. Oh, let me stop. I need to go to school. <laughs> you know, Bob, you black, you get more respect coming out of jail than school. You get no respect coming out of school. You come out of jail, you're the fucking man. Where's your you come out of school, nobody gives a fuck. Hey, man, I got out of school, got my masters. So what, bitch? <laughs> you punk ass bitch. Don't come out with all that reading and shit. Don't come out with all that counting shit. I can count two. One, two, four, five. So what? Japanese <laughs> rocks, bitch. <laughs> Niggas don't care. Hey man, I got my masters. Would you my master now? <laughs> I'm supposed to listen to your punk ass? Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you. So what you got a master? So what you got a motherfucking master? Oh, you the smart art nigga, huh? You the smart art nigga. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Can you kick my ass? <laughs> That's what niggas boil it down to is uh, my uh -huh. dick and I'll beat your ass, nigga. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was great. That, that is one of the funniest you're, things. You're not going to hear that on Rush Limbaugh, white man. No. You, you, you won't. You've entered new broadcast territory. Soft bigotry of low expectations. Doesn't quite compare to the reality, does it? Yeah, that's a great clip. That is, man. I, I listened to that and I said, i got to fucking play this on Free Talk and Live. It's funny because but, uh, it's true. Axe or ask. Yeah, we Ooh, to. Axe or ask. The African-American Guide to Better English. Amalance <laughs> or Samage. Samage. We talk slang. We don't talk proper English. Amalance. 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 No one's corrected you. I told 9-1-1 along. Samage. Samage. Cuss sound comes at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was from a... Uh, must have been that nigger with a master degree. Yes, yeah, it must have been that one. Who said? Have you noticed on the mainstream media, a lot of times lately, they've actually had to add subtitles to nigger speaking? Yeah. Because people can't understand them? I've noticed that on, like, uh, shows and stuff, the silly, stupid, like, reality TV shows and shit like that, they've done that too. But, yeah, it's getting... They Didn't they do that on the the toddler smoking pot? One, two. I think yeah, they I think they had to because yeah. their their language is basically evolved nigger English or niggish or whatever you want to call it. Evolved <laughs> or uh, uh, They use so many different slang words and inflections that it literally. I have several friends that are teachers, and they'll tell you it's hard to understand what oh. they had what they say. Fuck, I can tell you that. Can yeah. you lend a nigga a pencil? Remember that one? It, it really makes you suspect they have differently uh, articulated internal throat structures, perhaps, than the uh, <coughs> fully human. Mm, interesting. Yeah. At least that, it always, that occurred to me the, the, the time of my life that I lived in proximity to the, to the primatic activity. <laughs> I would watch their ape and ejaculations and just think, Jesus, what are you? Yeah, yeah. Did you okay? They never really, they never really fully come to grip with the consonants and the syllable they're trying to. No, express. that that, that clip like, I just played of the amelance and sandwich, it was like some, you know, 
nigger that was that the schools were were hiring him to come in and give like lectures on how to speak proper English. Yeah. You know, it was like he was teaching him how to say ask instead of axe. And yeah. How to yeah, because how your ass gonna get a job at IBM once you matriculate this motherfucker? Yeah, let me ask. Let me ask. You can't be a doctor with that kind of shit coming out your mouth. I just quitted my job the other day, shit, and and I asked him, how the fuck you gonna fire me and shit? So I just done quit it and shit. Yeah, Yeah, they have have like this nigger, and he's like, oh. uh, uh," You know what? I think that's also a passive aggressive slave legacy. That that was their little way of fighting back. It's like, kind of way of mocking the master. Well, would you talk like your master? You know, anybody... No, you don't talk like him. Exactly. You specifically kind of, you know, cut stuff off and don't enunciate it. It's it's a passive way of, of resisting. Yeah, exactly. I believe that's it, part of it. And that's that's why a, a nigger who is in, 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 you know, Detroit in the hood and it speaks normal English is going to be called an Uncle Tom because you're talking like a white man. You're talking properly. And, uh, you know, no yes. one's talk properly. Studying and marriage or, or and what? And that should let the liberals know. What what niggers think of, about whites in general? The first thing they do if another nigger starts to speak in the Queen's English, uh, they call him Uncle Tom and try their best to destroy him. Right. And, and he's another nigger. So just imagine what they want to do to the person that nigger's trying to emulate in their eyes. Yeah. 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 It's pretty imagine. twisted. Well, that's the that's why wiggers are so disturbing because you get a wigger. Uh, uh, oh Christ, we have a lot of those around here, and I live in a very rural area. Uh, white kids who have totally embraced the nigger MTV culture, um, just, just emulating niggers, jungle savages. Yep. Uh, well, when you saturate street. MTV and Nickelodeon with uh, nigger bullshit, like. That little nigger rapper, Lil Romeo. You have a whole show dedicated to him uh, on Nickelodeon for little white girls to watch all over the country. Um, yeah, that's what yes, you get. Correct. But um, Nickelodeon is a word that evokes many emotions in people. It's a derogatory mm-hmm. racial remark that has divided people for many years. And a Jefferson County High School teacher has now received the longest suspension on record for calling a student the N-word. WHAS oh defender Renee Murphy investigates what happened and why in this story you'll only see on 11. Valley Traditional High School is in the middle of a racial controversy right now. A teacher used the N-word towards a student. The word is only six letters long, but the impact is far-reaching. <laughs> and we do want to warn you that some of the language in this story is strong, and it word. may offend you, yeah. it may offend some other people. But since this it's story is not just about the N-word, it's also nigger, about the teacher's intent nigger. and definition of the word, we have decided to leave it in the story for you to decide. I don't know. Unbelievable. What did he say oh. specifically to you? Sit down, nigga. Keyshawn Chambers is a freshman at Valley High School, a boy football player, a member of the ROTC, an honor roll student. He was hanging around his teacher's classroom door in December. The teacher told him to sit down, and the teacher says that Keyshawn used the N-word first. And I just kind of was stunned a second. Well, well, well then, get away from the door, nigga. And I was just... <laughs> I repeated the same insult because that's sort of what he, I've been trained to do. He mocked the holy nigger. The school yeah. district says that is not what they trained English teacher Paul Dawson to do. He tried to say I said it, 
and for some, and I didn't say it, and no one else in the class knows that I said it, because I didn't. Documents from the school investigation show that several of the students interviewed from Valley did not hear Keyshawn say the N-word first. Dawson says that students use the slang version of the N-word at Valley High School all the time. He says N-I-G-G-E-R is a racial slur, but says that students use N-I-G-G-A as often as they'd say dude or hey man. And Dawson says as much as he does not like the word, he still use the slang version to feel more comfortable with black students. Whatever. Why, why is this word used so frequently? So I just, I just don't understand it. And I'm trying to understand it. I need help. Yes, I, I use nigga. I'll, <laughs> I, I've, I've used it. I admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize. You must do penance. Nigga. Yeah, you know, nigga. Nigga this. Nigga. Nigga, please. Nigga. Why, nigga? You know, can you lend a nigga a pencil? Hey, hey, stop. Stop here. These niggas so. Oh, that's just the best part of the video right there. <laughs> uh, can you lend a nigga? Oh, wait, here we go. He says he's cured of saying the word nigger later on here. Listen to this. Upon reflection, that, that's not good. Dawson was suspended for 10 days without he's pay from of. January 9th to January 23rd, and he has to go to diversity training. He says that he's learned from this experience and well, hopes that others uh, think twice before using I mean, the N-word. I will never say any form of... Nigga, I, you know, I'm cured of that. Well, well, Dawson Dawson says that he I don't know. I am cured of the, the discipline. I, I have been reborn. Yes. I've, I've, From I've now on, I will call them niggers. <laughs> I will call them... I will extend and deepen the intonation of the ultimate syllable of that wonderful and descriptive word. Yeah. I mean... I, I think about that guy. He was a grown man, and he had to say those words. I yeah. won't ever use the word nigger. Uh, well, I mean, niggers use the word nigger for every... I, I mean, I totally believe that that nigger, that nigger, the nigger, called him, you know... He just nigger. acted like a human and mocked the nigger right back. Right, exactly. And that's, Any, you know, in, in modern America, do. you but don't do that because we're the land of the free. You have to become cured of it if you do that. And the people that are listening to this, the white people, you don't see the fucking insanity of this? A word that is so so charged that that, that people in the media won't even fucking use it? Think about that. Think about the ramifications of that word. What is a word? It's just a word. But that word entails a truth, a truth that they don't want you to hear. Because when we call people niggers, when we call the less than human niggers, we're exposing a truth, a truth the media, the controlled media, the Jewish-controlled media wants to ignore. And so when we say it, it's offensive to them. It's like sticking a stick in their eye. It's like throwing... A piece of shit, and they're going to build the fish. They don't like it. That's why they're so upset. That's why they want to ban words like nigger. Yeah, you don't, uh, you don't ban things that are true. You, you don't need to ban things that are self-evident, you know. Um, <laughs> and you don't need to ban uh, history, which is true. 
which happens with the hollow hoax. You know, if something's self-evident, if if diversity is so true and multiculturalism is so, you know, so obviously right, then why do you need to, you know, create hate speech laws and ban the word nigger and ban the word illegal alien and ban all this shit so that white people can no longer talk about it and discuss what's good for their racial solidarity and what's good for the white community in Western civilization? You don't need to ban things like that. If if they're true, they're you're right. They, they, mm. They're self-evident and they make themselves true. But What's wrong with debate? What's yeah. wrong with debate without emotion? Liberals cannot debate without emotion because they don't have an argument without emotion. No, we all know that. No, they don't. They have to just preload the terms and and frame the debate and suppress. 